This AFL trade period free agency update for station sponsor Cowden Limited, the insurance brokers. Yes, yeah, sports reporter for the West Australian, Eliza Riley, joins us here on the program this evening. Eliza, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for your time. Pleasure, as always, to have you here with us. Now, firstly, let's start with the Fremantle Dockers because there is just so much happening at the moment from the Fremantle Dockers in terms of potential player movement and player movement that has actually happened as well. Uh, Josh Corbett is the latest Fremantle recruit coming over from the Gold Coast Suns. What are your thoughts on the trade? Yeah, well, they got him fairly cheaply in the end. It was only a future fourth-round pick that got him across from the Suns, and um, he spoke shortly after that trade went through, and he did join the Dockers, saying that he wants to follow in Will Brody's footsteps, who, of course, is another former Suns-turned-Docker who um, took his career to a completely new level this year when he got a bit more opportunity on the field. So... If he can deliver on that, I think it's a massive win for the Dockers. Um, obviously, he was keen to get across to Perth, and they think there's a role for him up forward as a sort of lead-up player, um, not that sort of key forward, um, which, you know, you Matt Tavenor and you Rory Lobb have sort of performed um, in the past, but more so someone who can lead up and help the Dockers transition forward. And he also can um, do, has a few tricks up his sleeve as well. Okay, and what are your thoughts on the deals that have been done in terms of the players that Fremantle have lost? Griffin Logue, Darcy Tucker and Blake Akers all heading to other teams. Yeah, um, it's all uh, obviously different reasons um, for all three players making their way across, starting with Griffin Logue. He obviously wanted to lock down a key defensive spot um, and the Kangaroos have told him they sort of want to develop him um, in that sort of Josh Gibson type role. So think for Griffin um, to spend a bit of time down back at the Roos. I think um, he will be pretty busy down back next season for the Kangaroos, but he also got offered a significant contract to go across there. So it's definitely something he had to look at as much as he probably wanted to stay at Fremantle. So massive loss for the Dockers, really, given how versatile he's been this season. Blake Akers, I think, is probably um, a massive loss as well. He's coming off a career best season. Um, on the wing and would have finished top 10 in their best and fairest or not for that hamstring injury, which sure have missed three games sort of in the back half of the season. He's gone to Carlton for that future third-round pick, which is pretty um, unders, you'd have to say. But as Blake sort of put it himself earlier in the week, um, Carlton didn't have to do much more to secure him, given he received quite a low contract offer from the Dockers. And then Darcy Tucker as well, hasn't been able to cement that spot in Fremantle's best 22, so opportunity for him called at the Kangaroos. Okay, what's the latest on Luke Jackson? Are Fremantle any closer to getting him across? So it sounds like those trade talks have stalled with Jackson. Um, at this stage, it's all just trying to come up with the suitable value for him. Um, of course, the Demons, they think, is a generational player, so they're playing hardball and want um, some really high-end draft picks to get that deal done, whereas Fremantle is saying you can have our first-round pick this year and our first-round pick next year, and that'll be it from us. So it sounds like two parties have sort of stalled to an extent, um, but I still think this deal will get done. It's just going to be who sort of blinks first um, at the end of the day because 
Jackson, while he hasn't nominated a club yet, he was touring Coburn earlier this week, so the intention's quite clear that he wants to end up at Fremantle. Okay, and what about Rory Lobb? What's happening there? Yeah, Rory Lobb. So the Dogs have offered a pick um, in the second round for Rory Lobb, um, and it sounds like Fremantle won't be budging on that if it's just that pick that the Dogs put on the table. So I think if this deal is to get anywhere, which obviously Fremantle have said they don't want to trade Rory um, have and have stuck by that position as the week's gone on. But I think the Dogs would have to significantly up their offer if they were to, um, you know, convince Fremantle at all to look at it. So it's a bit of a stalemate as well and doesn't really help that the Josh Dunkley trade um, involving Brisbane and the Western Bulldogs is still ongoing as well because the Bulldogs sort of have their focus on that one. What happens for team morale and, uh, you know, just uh, morale for Rory Lobb as an individual as well? If the Dockers don't end up getting this trade done and he has to stick around next year as well, you know, what happens in, in that sense? You know, does it does it hurt the Fremantle Dockers? Well, the Dockers have said that they're um, expecting a pretty similar year from Rory Lobb next year if they do hold him to his contract because, of course, we were in this exact same sort of position um, last season where he was looking at a move back to GWS and that didn't eventuate. But the difference is this year, um, he's bought a house over there. His partner lives in that house um, and they're very keen to sort of be reunited for, for personal reasons. And um, his in-laws are over there as well. So there's a whole sort of, um, you know, new reason for Rory to get over there. And it's got a one point, I think, $8 million price tag attached to it. So... If Rory doesn't get his way, I, I think it will be a different sort of outlook and season for him next year because this is two years in a row now um, it's been held up. And personally, I can't imagine it, it's easy for him um, to be told no um, and have to stay at the club. But, you know, he's a professional athlete. He did sign the contract. So there's that as well. In your eyes, how are the Fremantle Dockers shaping up for 2023? They just missed out on the top four this season, made a semi-final. Do they improve or do they fall down the ladder a bit, depending on this player movement? At the moment, I think, based on what we've already seen unfold and expecting them to get Luke Jackson in the door, I think they will sort of... um, level out at a similar level next season. I'm not expecting them to, you know, charge into the minor premiership or, you know, they could finish top two if absolutely everything went right. But this year, one of the big things was just the luck they had on the injury front. Um, Besides, obviously, Nat Fife, they spent a lot of time on the sidelines. Most of their list got through the season fairly well. So a lot needs to go right for Fremantle um, to make that absolute next step. So based on the plays they've lost, which there is quite a bit of talent walking out the door, and especially if Rory Lobb does go with them, that sort of impacts their chances for mine um, because he does play such an important structural role and that's why Fremantle is so desperate to keep him. Speaking to Eliza Riley here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Eliza, let's change our focus to the West Coast Eagles. So we had a done deal a bit earlier on in the week. Jaden Hunt is making his way over to the Eagles. Yeah, Jaden Hunt, the speedster. Um, he sounds like he's going to be given the full licence to run and carry and do what he was best known for um, at the Demons, but in blue and gold next season. So he's 
sounded pretty optimistic with the direction West Coast are heading and it was obviously enough for him to pack up his life and make the move across um, on a three-year deal. And what's going on with Junior Rioli? Yeah, Junior, it sounds like another one that's stalled. Um, there's a, been floated this sort of three-way deal between North Melbourne and Port Adelaide and West Coast, which involves you know a collection of picks and players, which will get Jason Horn Francis to Port Adelaide. But also, it sounds like Junior, it's been um, tabled, might be caught up in this deal to get the best outcome for all three parties. But it sounds like, from a West Coast point of view, certainly that that any deal like that is still quite far away. Um, so it sounds like that that trade for Junior might drag on into the second week as well because West Coast want to um, get compensation for all the years and um, they put into his development and the time they stuck by him as well. Okay. Is Dan Houston going to be involved in this trade? Yeah, there was a report earlier today that Dan Houston um, had been mentioned by the Eagles as a name they were interested in looking at, but... It's since um, sort of changed June and the Eagles are apparently saying, no, we've never um, discussed Dan. So there's a bit of interest there and um, whether Dan was actually floated or not. Um, it's a bit um, up in the air at the moment whether he was involved. OK, uh, a couple more names. What's the latest on Mitch Georgiades? Mitch Georgiades will be playing for the Power next year as much as the Eagles would love to have him. Um, they've said he's very happy in Adelaide. OK, uh, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. Yeah, Tip and Woody's an interesting one. I think a lot would have to go right for him um, to, you know, get fit enough um, to take part in another AFL of his season. But it's certainly an interesting proposition if he does um, decide he wants to fully um, get back into footy because, of course, he retired a few months ago and has been travelling around Australia in a caravan um, by all reports. So... Sounds like it's definitely a possibility if he if that's the decision he makes that he wants to pursue elite football again. Okay. What are some of the potential deals that we could see over the next 24 hours, Eliza, before I do let you go? It's honestly quite hard um, to assess the landscape at this stage because it was a slow day today and they're predicting a bit of a slow day tomorrow as well because all those sort of easy deals um, that we expected before the trade period have already been done and the sort of just big names are still sitting on the board at this stage. But the one that could get done tomorrow, but I think there's still a little bit of water to get under the bridge, is this Jack Bowes to Geelong deal. Um, of course, with that pick seven thrown in there as well, apparently um, that's edging closer to completion and the, um, the Suns are going to get the sort of compensation they've been wanting as well as the opportunity to clear their books. So I'd say that's probably the closest out of the remaining deals at this stage. Okay, Eliza, it's been a pleasure chatting on the program this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time and all the very best. No worries, thanks. Thank you. There she goes, Eliza Riley from the West Australian. I thank her for her time on the show today. A couple more that uh, uh, we can have a look at very quickly before we do move along. So Tom Berry looking to head to the Suns. Ben Long has joined the uh, Suns as well. Ollie Henry's manager, very confident he'll get to the Cats. Zane Cordy uh, looks like he'll make his way over to the Saints. Billy Frampton and Braden Fiorini working their way to get through to Collingwood. And the Bulldogs are chasing two first-rounders for Josh Dunkley. So that's the latest in AFL trades. All thanks to this. This AFL trade period free agency update for station sponsor Carbon Limited, the insurance brokers.